We're back. As we uh, get ready, you'll hear from uh, the managers starting in about 15 minutes. But first, we're going to squeeze in some injury stuff with Doc O'Brien. There's a lot going on. Uh, Doc, welcome. How are you? Hi, Mike. How are you today? All right, Doc. uh, Obviously, um, with all the baseball, we haven't done that much on the NFL. But still, there's some stuff we need to get to. And first, just kind of assess where the Giants are. The Beckham, and you predicted, you said that there was going to be a problem if he came back too soon. You were uh, very much prophetic. Um, where do you think he is now with the injuries that he sustained? Well, he had a similar type of injury, Mike. <clears throat> similar mechanism, and I'm going to talk about that. He's gone for the season. His ankle's going to be fine. He'll be back next year. The big problem is, you know, it'll be the same guy jumping over the middle with the same savvy that he always has because this is – you know, post-traumatic stress, I mean, this is a tough deal. What I wanted to talk about is both of his injuries, both the same mechanism, were while he was a defenseless receiver, meaning he is up in the air and he is defenseless. Now, they put in rules, Mike, to protect against spearing with the head and helmet with a defenseless receiver. The question becomes, should they allow the receiver to land? I do think they should because him and Marshall were both they were in the air, and they had contact, and that probably facilitated the injury. Now, sometimes you say, well, look, it's not going to be the same game if you over-legislate. It's a contact sport. Right. But you can always measure intent. You know, you can always measure intent. There was no real bad intent with this hit on Beckham, but his first hit when he was in the Cleveland preseason, that guy was hitting below the knee. There's just, just no question. I do think they need some rule changes, and I think that's the pattern with some of these ankle injuries all in the same guys on the same team. The other thing, Mike... What, what did you think of Marshall's injury? Well, Marshall got pushed. He was airborne. He landed awkwardly, but he was pushed in the air, which, again, question, should it be a defenseless receiver? I don't know. It's questionable. I don't think there was any intent, so I wouldn't have called anything. But the turf and the cleats, Mike, now are so good, it puts so much more torque that actually, even though he didn't fracture, he tore the ligaments up so badly that the bones separated and they had to be kind of put back in place. So it seemed like an innocuous injury, but these are big guys running a fast speed with the, the coefficient of friction so favorable to a grip that it ends up putting increased load on their ankle and their knee. Uh, but you think Beckham next year, you don't think he'll have any, any hangover from the injury or anything like that? If it is, it won't be physical. Okay. Um, yeah. How about Watt? Poor Watt. Um, I watched the, the uh, video a number of times, you know, and nobody hit him. He tripped up on someone else's leg. He landed awkwardly, but I call this kind of a big dog injury. This is what happens to guys that are that size. This doesn't happen to smaller guys. They'll tear their ligaments. He fractured his tibia, which is almost unheard of in a way, except guys that are that big create enough force that they can actually, if they land awkwardly, fracture their, their knee. He's going to be back coming. The question is, did the fracture enter the joint? If it did, Mike, uh, about 30% of patients are going to get arthritis, okay? So if he fractured outside the joint, he'll be all good when he comes back next year, but he's not coming back this year. Um, the quarterbacks, they got the guys who are been in and out or iffy. First of all, everyone's been waiting for luck no one's seen hide nor hair. You said it would be a long time. They're not even close to 
at least from what we hear, close to putting him back <clears throat> to being. Now they've talked about him appearing at practice, throwing a little bit, but he's not close to playing in a game. Where do you think he is right now, at least from what you can ascertain? Okay, so no one on this planet that knows anything about medicine or shoulders are going to say this is a routine case. So something's wrong. The question is what? What are the possibilities? Number one, wrong diagnosis. I doubt it, but he had a labrum tear, and only 25% of the time is the labrum source of the pain. The other time it's the biceps. So we've talked about this. The question is, is his biceps involved? Because if it is, 20% of patients are going to need a second operation. Number two, if he's got scar tissue, which can happen, it's called a host reactive. If I operate on you and three other people, there's going to be different amounts of scar. And sometimes you get really unlucky in a lot of scar forms, and it may not loosen up to the ninth month. If that's the case, we're at nine, ten months now, so maybe he's, you know, loosening up. Uh, but I, I don't know, Mike. I don't feel good about it. They didn't put him on injured reserve PUP, so that means they weren't expecting this either. No, I so, think yeah. I, I, they didn't expect it at all, and he seems to be slow to return, and, uh, you know, who knows what's going on there. Now, Bradford tried to come back, and again, he couldn't play with the pain. So, you know, you mentioned again that that was going to be a tricky injury. It clearly has been for Bradford. Mike, this is wishful thinking. He had significant bruising in the bone. They were touting the fact, oh, this is a non-ligament you know, injury or non, no new injuries, but he had a big, bad bone bruise. So as we talked about before, if you had a big bruise on your heel, you can't run on it. They, were, they shouldn't have brought him back to play. They're paying the price for it now. You've got to remember, he got hurt in week one. You really need to wait till the bruise is entirely gone by MRI before you send it back, and I think that's what's going on. His efficiency, his completion percentage were way down last week, and I think he's going to be on the shelf possibly for the rest of the Can season. you tell bruising on a – can you tell on the MRIs bruising on the bone? Can you see that? Absolutely. Oh, you can? Absolutely. Okay. In fact, there's a term called a subchondral fracture. It's a terrible term because patients think they have a real fracture. The x-rays are going to be negative, but it's bruising in the bone. They just can't bear weight on it. They just can't go on it. Interesting. I mean, there's no big danger, but he, you know, he's had two ACL injuries on his knee, Mike. You know, there's, this is not a good knee. It's his front leg, so his accuracy is affected. I think he's in trouble, at least for this season. And how about Carr? You know, they said last week maybe he could play, then he didn't show up. Now they're giving you the maybe again this week. What do you think with Carr? Carr's going to play, and I'll tell you why. He has what's called a transverse fracture. Whenever anyone hears of a back fracture, they think, oh, my God, this is terrible. This is a type of a fracture that's equivalent of a bruise. It's, it's, it's a part of the spine that goes out to the side, has nothing to do with the spinal cord. It's really a bad bruise. So a lot of athletes, a lot of QBs have come back after two weeks. Uh, Tony Romo had this. Other guys had this. I think he'll play. The question is how effective will he be? I think he'll be pretty effective. So you so that that uh, so that's a, a transverse process. Is that what that is? That's a transverse process, exactly. Okay, right. and, and that's yeah, that and little bone, right? Correct. It's a little wing off the vertebrae. It's the equivalent of a bad bruise, and it's he can play as soon as he can tolerate the discomfort. I think he'll play, and I think he'll do well. Gotcha. All right. So uh, not not a uh, not a great situation with some of these quarterbacks. And how about the injury to Cook? I forgot to mention that to you yesterday. He had one that one of those ones where in space the kid uh, tore his ACL. What a bad break for him. He was playing so well. Those are the worst kind, right? Those ones in space where you just get that torn ACL. Not necessarily, Mike, and the reason is, talking about guys like Watt, if you have a big guy who lands with all his force awkwardly, he'll not only tear his ACL but have, you know, a fracture. A guy that tears in midair, it's unfortunate, but it's going to be a cleaner injury. 
so it's it's kind of opposite what you might think. So, and the ACL, I always think in the old days that was such a bad injury. It's not as bad an injury as far as recovery anymore, right? Not at all. Most of the athletes are back. You know, they can be, you know, some people wait as long as nine months. Most of the athletes now, if you do it right, can be back in four. Just to give you a statistic, Mike, there's over 300,000 ACL tears a year in the United States reported. So you can imagine how many are unreported. And everyone thinks, hey, what's the matter with me? Nothing's the matter. We weren't built to be on our hind legs. We were built as a four-legged animal. The ACL is not built for what we want to do with it. So it, we, we've got that operation down. It's one of the best in medicine. If it's done right and you don't have any complications, it, it, they can be as good as new. Thanks, Doc. We'll chat next week. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. All Take right. care. Have a good weekend. Thank Bye. you. Dr. O'Brien on the injury situation.